created live on Fireside. Hello, everyone. How are you? Welcome to YNS Live with Together Women Rise with Wendy and Barb. I am so excited for this. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this on International Women's Day of all days. Um, welcome, ladies. Hey, thanks Thank for you so much. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Okay, so there's a couple different things I want everyone in the audience. Welcome to everyone that's there. And I know people are listening to us on many different places. And I can't wait to dive into this. Okay, so welcome again to YNS Live. I am Juliette Hahn, and you are on Fireside, ladies. It is so exciting to be here on International Women's Day. This is a huge day for us and for women all over the world. And Juliette, I'm so excited to um, have you take our story out from within us because you... I've been listening to your podcasts and you just have a way about you that, that you, you know how to weave it. Thank you. I appreciate it. It is, it is my God given talent. It really, really is. And, um, it's, it's a special one and I do, I so enjoy this. So I'm so happy that we were connected and, um, we've been, Wendy and I have been talking for a long time, time. but the thing that's really amazing is that it all came together today on Women's International Day. So it was, I planned that. that. I planned that, Jillian. (laughs) I know you did. I know you did. You're good. We we call that strategic serendipity. (laughs) Which is, which is the best kind of way to be. Okay. So I want us to dive right in. Barb, I would love for you. And if you guys see me kind of go blank, I'm because I'm behind the scenes trying to get my simulcast to work. So don't be like, is Juliet frozen? I am not frozen. I am here. But I would love Barb for you just to jump in um, and start talking to us about how you founded Together Women Rise. And then, uh, you know, we'll get into a good conversation about this. You know, um, I'll try to keep it short. I'm afraid I could talk about that for a long time. But uh You know, my life has taken a lot of back roads and detours at times. And so getting there, I think, was cumulative, beginning back with my parents and my childhood. Um, My parents were these social advocates before it was really known. Um, My father, a very quiet one, and my mother, a total rebel. So they made a lot of very bold parenting decisions and they exposed my brother, sister and I to some really unusual things. For instance, my dad, when I was eight, we lived in the suburb called Golden Valley in uh, outside of Minneapolis. And he would commute every day to the city and he was witnessing a time in the mid sixties when people were fleeing the, anxiety within the city and the racial tensions that were burgeoning and they were fleeing to the suburbs. And he was like, well, if we wanted to be part of the solution to that problem, then we need to go live where that problem lives. And when I was eight, he moved us to the inner city. And I remember my first day of school, third grade, and I came in from recess and found this note on my desk. I unfolded it and in pencil, Diane had said, meet me on the playground after school. And all the girls in the class kept telling me that we were supposed to go and fight. Oh, gosh. And I decided to show up. I never told my parents this. And Diane didn't show up. And the next day, we were very, we were like best friends. And 
So my dad was teaching me a lifelong lesson on how to build bridges and how to help solve problems. Um, my mom, a few years later, I was uh, seventh grade and she decided that in Minneapolis, girls should not be wearing dresses to school. And the dress code was that you had to wear a dress. So of course she sent me to school in pants. And of course I was sent home by the principal and my mom was waiting for me. And sure enough, they changed that dress code, you know? So my mom and dad um, put me down that path. Um, then I did normal things. Like I went to college, uh, graduated view of Minnesota. I got married, I had two daughters, but then wham, my life took a big detour and I had three uh, failed back surgeries in seven months when I was 33. And so it left me saying, well, how do I find joy and happiness? And it took a long time, but when my neighbor um, invited me to an unusual birthday party in 2003, and this is after I had taken a life-altering trip to Tanzania where I met incredibly strong women. Um, but when she invited me to that, and 25 women pooled what we would have spent going out to eat. And instead we donated it to women and girls in a program of Women for Women International that we had seen on Oprah. And we decided that we needed to do it every month. And that chapter has been meeting for every month. And I started doing the research on who we were going to send our money to and started picking programs because I wanted to get money into the hands of women. And I knew that was really hard because in Africa, they didn't have mailboxes. So um, that's kind of how I got to Together Women Rise. So I know Wendy has a totally different story. <laughs> no, but that is just, I mean, I, I love that you said you've been listening to the podcast because not only is it International Women's Day, so your, your organization, like, you know, this is something that I would have and want to promote anyways, but your story um, is, and I know you said you just touched on it because it was, you know, I'm sure it was in depth. So many different things just, you know, made me think like, oh my gosh, like the fact that your and your parents, and this is what we talk about on my shows, as, as you know, cause you listen and anyone else that, you know, is new here, we talk about how people follow passion and turn it into a business or turn it into a charity or turn it into something that's meaningful. And a lot of times we don't think of those little things that happened to us when we were children or happened to us along the way because they're not significant or we don't remember. Um, and I always tell people, and this is what I like tell my podcast listeners. I think I just told you ladies, I just got off another show, another recording of a podcast and it's so awesome. And it just, it lights me on fire when we think about those things. And, and you can think about very significant times in your life, right? Do you remember when you first moved and, the, and Diane, and then you remember when you were in seventh grade, and then you remembered the back surgery. And so there's different things that we all need to think about in our lives. So like, this is what I want everyone to hear right now and everyone to really think about when they sit. And this is why daydreaming is so important. To, to me and I believe to the world and more people need to do it when you daydream and really think about, think back and, and some of it's traumatic, right? Some of it, it, it doesn't feel good, but you have to think about those significant times in your life, even if they're small and they could be the silliest thing, right? That, you know, the, the fight that the girl said, maybe someone else would not remember that, right? They might be like, oh, I don't remember that. Like that was so inconsistent, in, you know, insignificant, but to you, it wasn't. And it was what's building 
in you, what you were meant to do, the path that God or the universe, whatever you believe in, was was really putting you in that path. It was like, okay, I'm going to give you these little different things because I created you or you know the universe created you. And here is where we're going to do. So I love that you kind of followed what you were thinking. So I do want to go back a little bit though. So what did you go to university and what did you study in, in university? Okay. So I went to the University of Minnesota and um, I always knew that I wanted to get into kind of service and helping people. So I looked at sociology, I looked at psychology. Um, I actually ended up in a family development major with an emphasis on gerontology or aging. And I wow. fully wanted to run uh, retirement communities. And I did do that early in my career, but uh, it wasn't my calling. And after my surgery, it just kind of sent me in a totally different direction. Um, so I worked on a master's in gerontology, but got a really nice job after a year. I regretted not getting that master's, but um, so that's, it kind of led me into the nonprofit sector. Right. And, and so I would also love before Wendy, I know you're just sitting there. Do you have anything to add right now? I, I know you've heard, heard the story and stuff. Uh, yeah, I've heard the story a few times, but I always <laughs> love listening to Barb. And it, it amazes me how from that, that small beginning, how large Together Women Rise has become and all of the women that we have here in the U.S. who have their own story of why they're passionate about gender equality and women and girls. And um, it's, it's, you know, our honor really to meet all of the, the women we meet here in the U.S. and in particular the work that's being done and the women that are working so tirelessly to simply, you know, live freely and make a good life for themselves. Yeah, I love that. So, uh, you know, another thing that um, Barb said that, again, is is something that people hear on this podcast all the time, is that you went to school and it just didn't feel like, you know, this is not what I wanted to do. And so many people, men and women, stay in what they are assuming they should be. And my, my favorite saying is, uh, and I shouldn't say my favorite, but one of my, say- my favorite sayings is, we are not trees. We do not need to stay where we are we need to listen to our intuition. We need to feel what we're feeling. We need to live and, and, and live out loud. And if it's something that it doesn't feel right and you're not like, you know, you're, you're kind of just going through the motions, we all have one life. And yes. so why just stay in that one life if you're not completely satisfied? And that's where the daydreaming comes in. Oh, and when you're 63, there's an urgency in that life to do exactly what you just said. I mean, you've got, you've got to go for it. Right, right. So um, I would love to, you know, when you when you decided that you wanted to go into nonprofit sector, you know, you talked about the the group that you were with. What were some of the? Um, I would love for you to kind of just take us through. And I have so many questions. We could be on this, you know, for five hours. Um, but I know not everyone has that time. But so, what were some of the, you know, the initials? If you can kind of take us back, like you sat down. Um, how did you create it? Like, what, what did, you, what was the process? Can you give us a little insight into that? With Together Women Rise, yes. Well, so I'm a co-founder, and my neighbor Marsha Wallace give her tons and tons of credit because um, she was the one who invited this group of 25 women to her house for this birthday party, and she had heard um, 
read in a magazine, I think it was real simple, about a group of social workers that did this, but they gave the money locally and Marsha wanted to give it globally. And that spoke to me because I had been through Tanzania and um, was trying to figure out how to help those women help more people because like I said, I knew the money didn't get into their hands. So that night um, we formed a partnership and we expected everyone just to flock to us. I mean, we have such a great idea. Let's all just, you know, everyone will want to join us, our family, our friends. And that turned out not to be really true. And I remember it took us about three years before we got nonprofit status where we were like brainstorming on how do we get the word out and why isn't my so-and-so, you know, coming to a chapter meeting. Um, but slowly people understood that this engaged form of philanthropy, because we meet, we learn about the solution that women have identified that they need help with. And we give to the most marginalized corners in the world where there are no systems of support, uh, or very, very few. And so our funding really, really matters and we rebuild the world, world one woman at a time. Um, so people started finding us and the media discovered what a giving circle was called. And we were one and Marsh and I never even knew we were a giving circle till we were in a published study on 60 giving circles and why philanthropy was changing. And this was again in the early, um, early part of the year. So after that, the internet, the media picked up on the story and we became a darling of, of the media. We were in USA Today, New York Times, um, Oprah, Real Simple. I mean, Wendy can tell you all of them, but in 2012, we ended up on Brian Williams in the NBC News Make a Difference segment. Yeah. And literally people then flocked to us because our ideas spread like wildfire. It was a simple idea where one person is proven to change the world because of our model. You know, it's about ordinary people. When you join together and multiply by thousands, what you can do in the world is just beyond imagination and it feeds my soul every day. I, I probably said too much, but I oh get my God. really you, excited. You did not say too much at all. You did not say too much at all. Um, when and the great I, thing, yeah, I was gonna say you have something. The great bad. thing is that um, you know I really feel like like people come to Together Women Rise because they support our mission, you know, to achieve global gender equality, to to give grants to women and girls in low income countries, but they stay with us yeah. because of the community that they build. So we have uh, you know about four hundred chapters all across the U.S. Each one of them is has their own unique aspect to them. But every month they're, they're doing this a similar thing. They're learning about the same project um, that uh, where, like Barb says, women and girls in that country are saying what they need and they're helping create it. And we're all learning together. We're, you know, many of us are sharing meals together, which is a form of fe fellowship that resounds around the world. And we are knowing that we are making a difference. And that community, that close-knit community that we create in our chapters, the friendships that we make, 
and the amazing women that we meet is is what has kept our our members and our chapters going um, for so many years. We have over 60 chapters that are 10 years or more. Yeah. I mean, this is an idea. Our, 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 you know, the people who get involved in Together Women Rise are so passionate that they have seen us through this pandemic when, you know, maybe our model wasn't the best, best uh, one to have in the, in the, you know, in terms of a global pandemic of people getting together, sharing a meal and learning together. But they transitioned to virtual and they said, no, these women and girls, they need us more than ever. And we are going to continue and we're going to continue because we love our community that we have and, and we support each other. And, you know, for women, this is such an amazing thing to be able to find your tribe, so to speak, find people who are just as passionate as you are about this, this cause and, and that want to learn together. And it's, you know, it, it's an amazing thing. It's changed the lives, not only of women and girls around the world, but of the people who have gotten involved in this organization right here. Yeah, it kind of lets us all be our best selves, you know, and, and what we do really special and what magic is that our model belongs to all of us. We collaborate. Um, we take that very, very seriously. Listening is one of the most important things we do um, here in the United States and around the whole world. But you also have to think of uh, these, our chapters are meeting every month. They're giving 12 times a year or more. And over our lifetime, and Wendy, um, you'll have the current stat, but I believe now we've given over $10 million and raised it through small gifts at our chapter meetings where the average gift is only $35. So our, when we give a thirty-five dollars to $50,000 grant, which is what we do on a monthly basis, that's literally coming from thousands and thousands and thousands of women. And it gives you goosebumps when you talk to the program, um, the grantee program staff, and they realize just what that support is coming from. You know, it's just a sense of camaraderie that we all are craving right now. No, it's so true. And so, can because I, I know if anyone in the audience is is like me, they're thinking, well, how do I get involved? Where where can people find me? So, or where can they find you? So, the fortune cookie right there, you guys can find. You know, togetherwomenrise.org is the website, and then togetherwomenrise is uh, Instagram, and then also your Twitter is togetherwomenrise. That yeah. correct, right? Wendy yes. is the expert on this. <laughs> yeah, on Twitter, it's Together Women, as in WMN, um, Rise, uh, just because of the limitations on the, right. on the Twitter name. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you get creative. But, um, I, you know, I'm so proud of how this organization has come through the pandemic and created even more opportunities for people to connect with our mission and with our community. We have learned how to gather virtually to um, to learn about the projects we're supporting, to talk about books that we're all reading, um, you know, and to have special events. Like the other day, we had an International Women's Day webinar about the impact of COVID on women and girls around the world. Um, there's just so many opportunities. We, you know, um, our members travel to visit the organizations that we support. And I was lucky enough several years ago to visit Rwanda and see three of the projects that uh, 
my dollars helped to support and to meet the women and girls. And one of the most impactful moments of my life was sitting in sort of this open air tent in Rwanda with all of these women at an organization called Gardens for Health. And they get together on a regular basis, the women, to talk about their challenges and their problems and their issues. And they allowed us into that experience with them. And we um, we also shared a meal with them. We read, we have a, a dinner affirmation that talks to that idea of the fellowship of sharing food together and, and the connection that women have. And we read that together with, with these women from Rwanda, um, you know, the 14 of us that were visiting from the U.S. with Together Women Rise. And it literally had us all in tears. It was just in, incredible, that feeling of connecting and that we all you know, all women around the world have many of the same problems of, of, you know, loving and caring and worrying about our children and making sure that we're, you know, providing for them and doing the best for them. And um, it was just an incredible experience. And every one of our members that travel and experience these journeys come back changed. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and just, and the thing is, and I know everyone and we are actually, I, I figured out, I got us on YouTube, so I'll be able to share that. So the thing that's really, um, just really makes me just so excited is to hear how excited you guys are. Like you can feel your energy. And that's one of the things that I, I love. And that's one of the reasons why I love being able to have a platform to lift these sort of missions up, to lift women up, to lift uh, you know, I'm, I also have men, but today is International, you know, Women's Day. So we're going to, we're, we're talking we about that. We have men too. We I, do. Yeah. So that's where I, I that's where I was going to turn it. So can you share that, that it's not just about women. It's also no. about men that support women. It's, it's always been about, it's one thing we do. Our doors are open to everyone. You know, there's, I've spoken before, like my parents' retirement community and I go and the whole audience is women. And I'm like, you know, where are the men? Because the men are essential and we're never going to achieve gender equality without the men being a participant. Uh, we have chapters that are co-ed. We have husbands that come with their wives. My husband never came to our chapter, but he's living living it because every day for 19 years, this is what I talk about. I mean, my poor son-in-laws are all like, oh, you know, we've got this mother-in-law that this is really important, but we have this opportunity to help bring them into the fold because we have to do it together with men. And, and you know, we, we blend well. We, we just have different talents sometimes. And in order to change how the communities and the countries are working for women, the men just have to be integral in the decision makings. And so do the women. We just have to be equal. Well, it's, it's just really about, and this is what I think is so important. And I've talked about this before, and I actually talked about this on one of the podcasts. Um, it, is, it, it is not about, it's about the person in the heart. It doesn't matter but what their nationality is, their gender, any of that. And that's something that I really phone home, even when I teach my children. And sometimes it's hard in this world because it's always, you know, it's about this organization's trying to get better and this organization saying that they, you know, this happened. And, and let's just all, let's all celebrate each other's strengths and, yeah. and see where we can support each other just to be a better unit as humans. Yes. 
Uh, Well, thanks. I mean, I'm I'm passionate about this about this cause because I have a daughter, but I'm passionate about it because I have a son. Yeah, and I love that you know he has been in the background of you know all these all these Zoom meetings I've had over the last two years, and you know picking up um, you know what what this is all about. And of course, I've talked to him all the time about how you know we are all equal, men, women, you know, no matter what the differences are, and 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 I I hope that that's been ingrained in him, um, and and in my daughter as well because it's something I believe firmly. If we empowered every right, single yes. woman and girl around the world, if they were truly treated equally, uh, we would change the world. It's it's well known, it's documented that women and girls make a peaceful, more you know, um, more healthier, safer more economically just world. I mean, I really think that, um, you know, you look at what's happening in, you know, around the world today and the conflicts that are occurring and the challenges like climate change and women are at the center of these, not only because they're being impacted disproportionately, look at all the women and girls crossing the border of Ukraine right now, but because they can be the ones that are bringing the solutions. And yes, not just women, men as well. But we need to make sure that that women and girls have the opportunities yes. to be able to contribute to the solutions. Yes. And if you look at it, you know, there's an old uh, African philosopher who in the 20s said, if you educate a man, you simply educate an individual. And if you educate a woman, you educate a whole nation. And I love that. we also know that women spend 90% of their earned income on their families. And when men have it, it's 30 to 40%. So, you know, women are leading, women are leading the way. I love that. And I love that you guys, you know, are bringing, you know, bringing this out. But I also, I love the initial story, but then I also want to get into like how Wendy got involved and, 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 you know, a little bit of Wendy's story as well. It's a great one. Well, um, I think that uh, Together Women Rise uh, was sort of my next stop in my, in my journey. I have always been sort of had a, a, a social justice conscience. In fact, I met up with an old high school classmate, um, hadn't seen her in 30 years. And when I told her what I was doing with Together Women Rise, she said, yeah, you were always into social justice. <laughs> and I don't even recall that in high school being part of it, but I guess I was. But um, I'm originally from Canada. I lived there, born and raised there. Always had uh, you know, a, a great awareness and interest in the world in general, that there was, there was a greater world out there. We moved to uh, Greenville, South Carolina about 15 years ago. And once I had my kids settled into school and I was able to, uh, you know, have a little bit more time, I started volunteering with an organization called 10,000 Villages. They're a a fair trade store, locations um, across the U.S. that sell products that have been um, purchased through fair trade practices, ensuring that there's no child labor, that they're paid fairly, and um, they sell these products. And they're all, uh, a vast majority of their artisans are women. So I started to learn a little bit about what was going on with women in low income countries around the world. And it really did open my eyes. And I've eventually 
this always sort of happens to me. I went from, you know, a, vol- a volunteer in the store and ended up joining their board of directors for the local store. And um, Marsha Wallace, one of our... <laughs> <laughs> Marsha Wallace, um, Barb's co-founder, was on the board as well. And someone whispered to me, oh, she's the one that started, well, we were called Dining for Women at, at the time. And I kind of went, yeah, what, what's that, you know? <laughs> well, as soon as I heard about it, I had to get involved because it hit on every one of my passions um, that, you know, the importance of, of supporting women and girls and um, and the international side of it, I, I very much believe that there wasn't enough support going around the world to international organizations and wanted to be part of that. And then, of course, getting a chance to meet people and share a meal together, it all sounded sounded perfect. <laughs> well, I volunteered for and participated as a member for a few years, and um, uh, it was about the time of my life when I was ready to go back to work. And... Um, thought that this might be a great place to to work because it was following my passion and ended up starting in a in a, a fairly small role working 12 hours a week being able to still pick up my kids from school and whatnot and and now today I've been with the organization for eight years and um, I mean I can't remember a time when I wasn't involved and um, and just you know have have been able to follow my passion through through this work and um, so. Yeah, something she's not telling you is that oh. <laughs> she believes so wholeheartedly in our mission that she came into our organization and we only had room for someone to help us answer the phones. That's how passionate, because Wendy's resume is like super vast. <laughs> and when I was there, I was looking at her background in communications and public relations, and I'm like, oh, my word. And so Wendy was quickly promoted, and she was our very first director of members, or what was that title? Yeah, mem- member services or something like that. <laughs> and how many years has it been now, Wendy, that you've been with us? It's it's eight years. I still can't quite believe it. Um, I you know, and it's but what's so cool is that you can hear and just see the passion. But so I want people, you know, now that I know people are also listening on YouTube, how can they get involved? So you, they can go to your your website and they can sign up. So how does that work? Like I'm sure people can give donations, but how do they get involved even deeper? Because I know everyone here, even if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, that's cool, because what we do, and I know as humans. We listen to something and we're like, that's neat, but we don't take action. Um, and especially in this busy world, we don't take action enough. And there's so many, uh, obviously so many things, so many things pulling at us that we're all, you know, people will say, well, how do you, do you have one passion? No, oh, I have a million passions, right? But again, it all leads us back to that universe and God where he wants our path. So it might be something that you're like, oh, this is cool. I'm going to give a donation, but I don't need to be involved all the time. But how do you know that your sister or your aunt or your husband, or your brother-in-law, or your neighbor, that this is not meant to be their path. So what I want you to do right now, and this is not an infomercial, because I feel like like I'm on the, <laughs> the charity line. Um, I, what I want you to do is, after <laughs> after you listen to this, I want you to go to the website, I want you to look around and see, and, and, and even if you're busy, I want you to put it in your freaking notes, and put it in your calendar, because I want you to go back to this, because this is such an important mission. This is such an important thing. Let's help these guys grow even more than they already are. Because as I said, they, they were getting a lot of recognition, but you know what? The pandemic, all the different things and think about how 
the world is right now and how even more needed this organization is. So again, go to togetherwomenrise.org and start searching around. But can you guys, is there, there's newsletters. Give, give us a little bit about that. Cause when yeah. So when you go to togetherwomenrise.org, there's a tab called join us and you click on that and there's a bunch of sub tabs and you're going to be able to sign up for our newsletter. You're going to find information about how you can find a local chapter in your area. Just put in your zip code but we'd love to have you start a, a new chapter now chapter sounds kind of formal like oh my good like you know are there a whole bunch of my my son yeah my son calling um <laughs> so the formal a chapter, yeah, a chapter yeah. is so simple get a couple of friends together get together and you know um and and you know we have all the materials that you can learn about and and get involved with you can join our book club events you can travel with us you can get involved with advocacy there are so many ways to get involved and i just want to say you know today you turn on the news and there are so many big problems in the world there truly are and sometimes it's hard to figure out what you tr you can actually do and yes, donations are incredible, and we, we need your donations for sure, Every, any, any amount. But here is a way that you can make a difference, but also get so much back yourself. You know, think of the people that you're going to meet and the community that you're going to share, the things that you're going to learn that I certainly had no idea about. Um, and, I, you know, personally, I think this is one of the easiest ways to help change the world. I love it. Yeah. And I also want to say that we have traditional chapters at, gosh, there's over 400 spread across the United States, but um, I'm one that can't always go to a chapter meeting because of my uh, health. And so now that one thing that came from COVID is that we were able to expand digitally and have a virtual presence. So all of a sudden I can go on demand and listen to the national chapter meetings that we've started online. And so if you're a busy person, and we know a lot of moms right now and women are extremely busy and very stressed, but it's easy to go on the website and to learn and to engage with that. Um, donations are always accepted, but the other big thing we are we're a volunteer run organization. We have a, a very good staff and a new CEO coming in, but we have, what, almost a thousand volunteers? I mean, that is our bread and butter. And it takes women to step up and lead. And, you know, so we are, I often think that we are leading leaders. And our women are truly amazing. Our members, they all have a story that should be on this show, Juliet. No, well, and I, so, well, that's the thing I think, which is really, which is really fascinating. And that's what I, I love because I, I see that. I see where we can have, where we can have some of your members on because that, this is what this is all about. You know, not just my live shows, but my Your Next Stop, which is my pre-recorded because that's what lights my fire. So I, we, and as you guys are talking, because you know, and we've been, as you know, Wendy and I, we've been talking and talking and talking. Um, but I knew that this episode was going to kind of give me a lot of foundation also. And just think about all the ways that I'm going to be able to help give back to, to this organization, because it is, you know, yeah. all the time that I know when, you know, I would love to, to, you know, whatever we'll, we'll, we'll talk behind the scenes, but there's so much that you guys are doing that is so important and really close to my heart as well. Well, and one thing that we're going through is, you know, 
we've been here 19 years and some of us have, I mean, many chapters are 10, 15 year chapters and we're, we're aging. So you, no. your friend, <laughs> you're much younger, <laughs> but a lot of us are aging and we need the next generation to carry on and carry it further than we ever dreamed of. And we're counting on uh, people like you, Juliet, to, to help move that. Yeah, well, I mean, I as I'm like even thinking, like I was thinking like so many college age women that are, you know, like finishing school and stuff, there's such an avenue there. And that's what also guys in the audience who wherever you're listening, I really want you to think about that. Like this could be a really cool thing that you, um, you know, you, you donate or get one of your, your friends or siblings or nieces or, you know, nephews or someone involved in this by just saying, Hey, I listened to this podcast and this is what podcasts are, right? This is why it's such a powerful medium. That's why Fireside and I thank them all the time that they created this platform that we're able to get these stories out and, and stories like yours, right? There's, there's so many stories. We all can learn from each other's stories. We just have to listen. We have to take the time. We have to pause our bodies. Now I am one of the, you know, fastest moving, always on the go people. But when I sit and listen and when I sit and do what I'm doing right now is, is when I'm in my peace. Right. And, you know, I have my other pieces, my family as well. But when I'm doing this and I and my brain starts going and I know there's people in the audience right now, like specifically Bridget and, and Gina that are like like right now laughing because they have both been on the podcast. <laughs> and I know that their brains are spinning right now going, oh, wait, OK, I know why Juliet just pinged me in here because this is something that I also can get involved with. And I know we've had conversations where, you know, um, and anyone that hasn't listened to Bridget's episode, it she has a, 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 it's called Beyond Beauty Project. And Bridget, I know right now you're like, oh my gosh, she's, she's shouting me out. It is so aligned with what you guys are doing. And I can see just so many different things. Um, also, her mission is just amazing. And Gina has been CEO of a charity before she has her own her own company. And, you know, I'm not shouting everyone else out in here. I'm just looking around to see if I see on their names. Jen is a part of Fireside. Um, and so Jen, thank you for being here. This is, you know, such an important message, but it's also not just the message. It shows the powerfulness of storytelling because your story right now, people can see, you know, together women rise and they're like, okay, whatever, who cares? But they hear your story and they hear your passion and they hear what you're doing and they hear your mission. And that's what's important. And that's what the world needs so much today. Mm -hmm. And we all need it. Not like there's people that are like, nah, I don't need it. Yeah, you do. If they sat and listened to this episode, it's going to stir something inside of them. And this is your business, your organization, what you're doing and the businesses behind it and, and the, the people that you can connect. That's what is, is, is needed right now. So thank you guys so much for, you know, jumping up here. And again, I said to you, uh, we're, we're going to be connecting many, many different things. You guys, you're not done with me. <laughs> <laughs> we look forward to that. <laughs> And, you know, they're, they're a nice, especially since we've gotten, you know, we've been doing so much virtually. There are nights when, you know, sometimes I'll go, oh, i got to get on another Zoom. And, and we haven't talked a lot about the grantees that we support with our donations, the grants that we give out. But every time I hear one of our, one of the representatives of our grantees um, tell their story, their own story, and then the stories of the women and girls that they're working with, I, you know, I might start off getting on that Zoom a little tired, and by the end of it, I am fired up and energized and so inspired. It is amazing 
the women that the young women that we've met that have started these nonprofits that are working around the world. I mean, you know, Blink Now is a perfect example of of a founder who went to Nepal on a you know just a a, a trip and learned the you know the difficulties that um, that were happening in that country and has done such incredible work for women in Nepal and. We could go on and on and on giving you stories about these amazing people who, um, I mean, we just love our grantees and what they're doing and they inspire us. And what they, our impact through those grantees dovetailing on what Wendy's saying is some of them have blossomed. They've <laughs> blossomed into these incredible organizations where their reach is massive. Like for instance, One Acre Fund um, in 2009, we donated like less than 20,000. We were probably 50 chapters or less at that time. And we wanted to train 300 women farmers in Kenya to, they gave them one acre of land and taught them to be bountiful and how to feed their families. So we were training 300 new farmers and we took a risk and invested in their expansion into Rwanda. So we were, I was connecting on LinkedIn with the program director who said, oh yeah, thanks for your catalytic grant. I'm like, catalytic grant, tell me about that. And he said, since then, they have now trained 1 million farmers and they expanded into seven different countries. Oh my God, that's insane. We have like 200 grant grantees, don't we, Wendy? Yeah, we've funded well over 200 projects over the years, 250 projects, I think. Okay, so so I feel like that. I think you guys need to come back on. I feel like we need to do this a little bit. No, I'm not kidding. Um, like a little bit more. I know you guys are like, oh, wait, time. Like, you know, we're doing this. But and share those grantee stories. Like what that yes. is like another really exciting thing that we can do. And that's what I love about what I do. I love that the people that I am put in touch with, that I have this platform that I can do that and, and get the stories out because those kind of stories, like when you just said that, I was like not expecting you to say 1 million. Yeah. <laughs> Blown away. That's insane. But that's what's, that's what's beautiful. Do you want to share a couple others? We have, you know, about five more minutes and then I got to go run and get the kids. But Wait, do, you have a favorite? do you have a favorite? Well, I, w- I wanted to say that the great thing about um, funding projects internationally is it doesn't take much money to make a huge impact. And so, you know, we might look at here in the U.S., okay, a $50,000 grant, that's not very much, but it's unbelievable what can happen um, using that money internationally. And, and it is so, so needed. I mean, projects like I loved Global Fund for Widows that was, you know, supporting widows because when uh, when their husband dies, they often don't have the inheritance laws don't allow right. them to have any any income or to inherit anything. I love that story. I love the story of the founder. She's amazing. Kenya's dream is incredible. You know, a, a young woman in Africa that said, you know, no, I, you know, I, I want to go to school. Um, you know, I'm not going to follow the traditional path. There, yeah, there's... There's so many incredible stories and, and, um, you know, absolutely it, it will, um, I mean, it inspires you to do more every, every day. Yeah. It's- I'm always, I think about, I've been thinking a lot about lionesses lately and how they reside in each of us. And it's up to each of us to bring them out. Um, and it's time. So 
I love that. I love that. Now, so on your website, can people see the grantees and hear a little bit of the story? Do you have like parts where you have the stories written out? Yes. So um, go to the learn tab and you'll be able to see. So every single month we feature a different grantee and a different project that we're funding. And we give all of our chapters a, a fact sheet. So a written fact sheet that includes you know, quotes from the women being supported and all the information they need. And we get a, a give them a short video so they can actually see the project mm-hmm. and, and where, where are the money's going. So, um, there, yeah, you can find all of that on our website. And uh, I, like I said, I learned about challenges, um, you know, um, the, the number of, of young girls that become child brides, um, the, the amount of female genital, genital mutilation that is occurring, that, you know, these are challenges that we don't know anything about here in, in the U.S. that we're so fortunate to not have to experience. Um, I, not that these issues are not here and not that there are not, uh, women don't have many, many challenges here as well, but um, certainly the need is very great. And there is not the financial support for women and girls globally as there is here in the U.S. So, um, you know, a very small, small percentage of donated dollars goes towards this cause. And it's, it's something that's needed more than ever. COVID has just wrecked havoc on any progress that we've made towards gender equality over in recent years. And it is going to take a while for us to get back. But you will because you have the hearts and you have the souls and you have the people behind you and getting your stories out like this are just going to rebuild it, right? Yeah. Just going to rebuild it. Wouldn't it be lovely to never have to talk about gender equality someday because it's already there? Yes. And I love the clapping and the woohoo. I right? love the clapping too. This is so, so cool. It's so fun, right? It's such a great yes. platform. We love Fireside. We do. Well, I am just, you know, so I'm so thankful that we, uh, you know, Wendy and I, we connected and I remember it was from an email. It was an email that my executive producer, who I absolutely adore, um, finds me, you know, different projects that I love and, um, or that she thinks that I would love. And she sends out emails and that's how we got connected, but it was probably like seven months ago. Right. Or am I, it was, okay. It was was a while. Yeah. Um, and so, but I love the divine timing, right? Divine timing is everything. So I just have to thank you, Wendy and Barb and, you know, Barb, I know we just recently met, but Wendy had, you know, has talked about you a million times. Like we're going to get Barb on the show. We're going to get Barb on the show. (laughs) It's Um, It's a pleasure to be here. Yes. And just, you know, thank you for also supporting your next stop and YNS Live. You know, I appreciate you listening to my stories and, um, you know, the people that I have on here, because that's what it's all about. It's all about up, us uplifting each other and um, and just all being better. So um, thank you guys for joining YNS Live. Thank you. And, um, you know, with Together Women Rise. And guys... I am not kidding. I want every single one of you down there, even if you just go and, um, Jen, I love how we can still talk over the applause and stuff. I have a feeling it's it's new. Um, I want what I want you guys to do is now I want you to go and I want you to go look if you haven't already, because I'm sure there's a million, you know, um, multitaskers there that um, have gone to the website and are looked around, but even just sign up for the newsletter. So it reminds you to go back, right? Sign up for the newsletter. So then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, I wanted to get more involved, but I had to go run, pick up my kids. And then I lost my brain for, you know, for four days, um, which, which happens to all of us. So 
definitely go do that. Go over and sign up for the newsletter and then get involved. And um, Wendy and Barb, I'm going to be like FaceTiming you guys very soon because I have t- a million ideas. Millions. Great. I, I have so no doubt. You are one of these vibrant women that um, fits so well in our community. <laughs> and you. you just imagine thousands of, of people across the country. I mean, we can do we can do anything when women come together. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. That is great. Yes, we can. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining. And I'm going to call everyone out. Anthony, Jen, Natalie, Charlotte, Rita, Gabriel, Bridget. Cynthia, Susan, Jane, um, and there's Wendy and Barb, Marwan and Ross. Thank you guys for sticking around. If you're catching this on YouTube, thank you for being there. And I will share the YouTube video and tag you guys in uh, LinkedIn and on Facebook. And um, again, thank you so much for joining YNS Live here on Fireside. We will see you guys next week. Thank Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, guys. It was fun. Bye.